Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. A choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expanding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very. Expanding Reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this incredibly cool episode, guys, Human Vibration comes by to hang out to have just a truly incredible conversation. Now, if you've heard of Human Vibration before, you're welcome. This is an incredibly cool conversation, and you're going to absolutely love it. If you have not, you're also welcome for introducing you to this incredibly fascinating young woman. So Realize Radio and all of the ways to find her guys are going to be located down in the show notes. Make sure that y'all check that out. While you're down there as well, check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. That's where links to all the socials go. We're making a lot of changes over there. Also, that's the place that you can sign up to become an expansive insider and participate in value exchange with us. That's where all the bonus stuff can be found. And value exchange is what we're all about here is a value for value model. So if you find this enjoyable in the least bit contribute what you can there is a link that reads support the mission down in the show notes you guys take advantage of that and thank you all for being a participatory member of the expansion of consciousness all right guys so uh check also the t-shirts almost forgot damn that was close uh check the t-shirts down there we have lizard turds and then also the thought ninja uh definitely check those out down in the show notes new shirts are a lot of fun and uh Let's get to the episode here with Human Vibration. I like to say synchronicities, sinks or winks from this matrix, from this realm. You know, it's just kind of a notification, a direct notification that you are speaking the language and understanding the language of the matrix and, and communicating with 
whatever it is, making it, I, I like to say, we render as we go. And what I mean by that is we are influencing this realm far more than it is influencing us. Maybe in totality, in 100%, maybe we are 100% the ones making everything go before us. We don't really understand what reality is fundamentally. But if, you know, if we're just going to take the, the very basic of like the life that we live is, is real, you know, we were just talking about a year, my neighbor, essentially, you know, we're both Texas, you know, we're both right, right around the corner and, uh, that's real. You know, I can get in my car. I, I could, you know, I could drive out, you know, a couple miles down the road and there, and I could maybe be in the same space and that's real, you know, and, uh, friends and life. And, but, but if you were to really granularly step back, um, and be an, a, 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 an observer, outside of this realm if if that's possible i do think that this this bodily experience you'd 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 realize from the outside that this bodily experience feels very individual it feels like it's me over here and it feels like it's you over there and even if we're in the same space it still kind of feels like well i'm still me and you're still you and we're still separate but i think if we were to able, if we were able to take one further step back, just a dimension out, we would see that we are just weirdly interconnected. That we are essentially all like the same, the same thing somehow, being expressed individually, but ultimately the same thing. And I, th- I think that's what. And, and then there's like clusters of us. I think like we're all pieces of the puzzle, and we kind of cluster and we connect these pieces of the puzzle, and the puzzle gets more clear and clear and clear. But I think that that we were just talking about too before we started recording, but. I've been fascinating with Plato's cave recently. It kind of fell out of the clear blue sky. It's been one of my fascinations for a long time, really since I started this whole thing in 2020, but I picked it out of the aether just, you know, last week and then have been kind of like plucking away on it. And then, and then independently you have, you recorded something that hasn't even been released yet. That was, you know, covering on the same topics. We both kind of in the same, very same time frame and came to these same fascination with the same concept. It really, I mean, Plato's cave, there's really nothing better as far as allegories go of this world. So kudos to everyone who's looking into Plato's cave, uh, applying that parable to modern day life, essentially chained 180 in the, you know, 180 degrees in the wrong direction where we just can't, we just, we are, we are looking and moving in the wrong direction as far as um, humanity goes. That's a bigger concept what was he what was the question i'm uh, you know i'm off to the races you know that's my style so uh well thank you for having me on um i don't know if we've even started yet but i but i'll, well, I'll, you I'll know, just go forever let, let's get it going here then I, I actually had a question to start this thing with you so do you have a war cry like um queued up that you could um like kick off for us to kick it off thing my favorite thing to say and to express is once you see you can never unsee once you see you can never unsee just like once you learn how to read a, a given language, you can never unlearn. You can never look at a collection of letters. If I learn English, I can never look at a book in English and not immediately just read it. You know, I can't unless I have a traumatic brain injury, you know, unless something really scrambles the old noggin. And I kind of wonder where our, uh, where our intelligence is and our memory is. Is it out? Is it? I kind of think it might be like an aether, like around us and our brains just kind of like the radio, like the radio. So the radio can get damaged and play the, the, you know, the, the record, you know, the, the frequency wrong. And but I don't really know if we house things in our brain in the way that we think, I don't know if, I don't know if our brain uh, works, works. I don't think, you know, question everything is also kind of a, um, you can kind of uh, boil that down to everything is fake, (laughs) which I think is such a, um, 
such a bastardization of the exploration and the spirit of how I look into things. But I do like to start with a framework of just because we've been taught and told something doesn't mean it's real. And just because we've been told it's valuable and important doesn't mean it is. And just because we've been told it's not valuable and not important certainly doesn't mean that either. You know, I, I am a, a radical thinker. I, I, I'm a radical scene, a radical thinker, and I, all I want to do is share, I feel like the, when I, when I started expressing and seeing this world in this way, and then like sharing that, sharing my lens, all it was really doing was sharing my lens. It's like, guys, we don't need any new information. We don't need any new details. We don't know, need any new anything. We just need a new lens, a new vantage point, a new framework in which to view everything we've already been given, everything that already is here, all the information we've already been supplied, all the little breadcrumbs that are already there. We just need a new way of seeing everything. And then it kind of becomes, once you have a new lens through which to see, every, everywhere you look, it's like, oh, I, that looks different. You know, it's just like listening to a song, your favorite song from way back when, and then you listen to it a decade later and listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh my gosh, this means, this song. <laughs> this song's about sucking dick. A lot of those came out from the 90s. Have you noticed this? Uh, a lot of them. Dick. A yes. lot of them were about second dick. Them. And your mom Man, was just singing them on their way. They to, are on, not that subtle either. No. But now and, looking back. Well, on your way to church, your yeah. mom was just singing the shit out of these things. And you were too, little little back there with your little, with your little dress, I assume. And uh, yes. you're back there just singing the shit out of these salt and pepper and all of those type songs that now we uh, have come to find out, pun intended, that they're about sucking dick. They were quite blunt too. Mm. It, mm. Listening back, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there <what>? it is. <laughs> how yeah. did I not? How well, did it's I not like, hear that? <laughs> and you really don't. You really actually don't. But once you hear, you can never unhear. Right. But until you do, you just don't hear it. Until you can see it, you just don't see it. I, I sure had a thing with purples. Purples. And magenta is magenta, the new color of the year, 2023 color of the year for Pantone, hmm. the arbiter of color. But uh, I began, purple. Uh, magenta is the center node of what we understand as purple. Anyway. But I had this whole thing on purples and I and I started seeing it everywhere and sharing it all the time. And then people would be like, this is crazy. I don't even know what you're talking about. Will you please stop it with the purples, whatever. So annoying. <laughs> and then like a week later, or a month later, they'd come back in my DMs and be like, what did you do? You you turned on purple. Why is everything purple? And I was like, I didn't do it. I did, I did not do it. I just allowed you to see what's always been there. Just like when you go back and look at these, uh, like I love to look back at the Zapruder film, like the JFK stuff, that stuff looks so fake. And we're like, how do you do that? How'd the bullet do that? Magical bullet, bing, boom, boom. And it's like, guys, the story doesn't make sense because we're just, the whole thing is fake. Like none of it happened. It's all a movie, essentially. Like Q, you know, <laughs> we're watching a movie. We are, it's all just fake. Fictional material, fabricated material, and we're just all picking it apart and trying to get to the bottom of it, but thinking we're onto something because this thing doesn't make sense. And we're like, let's make it make sense. And it'll never make sense until we just crack it open entirely and go, oh, it's empty. Oh, okay. Got it. That's why it didn't make sense. It's empty. Yeah, I agree with you. I've uh, been doing this intro scaleshin. I've been scaling introvertly uh, with my mind, and I've uh, done this whole thought ninja thing. It's been it's been a fascinating journey, uh, and it's just really oh, welcoming to the show, Human Vibration. Thank you so much, brother, for being here. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having uh, me. On. All the ways to find you, of course, link down in the show notes, guys. Um, easily one of my favorites. Needs no introduction other than the one you just got. And uh, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. So uh, yeah, it's it's this um, within action, and I find that you know the more things out 
out there are just yelling it uh, for for your attention. And so I, you know, like you uh, probably invest in this idea as well that your investment in attention is really your only currency here. It's what are you focused on? And those little whirlpools. Oh my God, your dog is adorable. Uh, those little whirlpools uh, that you can get caught in along the side of the river of life. You know, wherever you focus your attention too long, your boat will steer that way. Just talk to Ksenia more on the show about this. And then you get sucked in this whirlpool, and all it was was because you focused on it for a little too long. You know what I mean? If you if you just give it a glance and then correct course real quick, you're still in the flow. You're like, oh, okay, that's over there. And then, you know, probably to the point you and I are at with this, where it's just entertaining. You know, I haven't considered myself a conspiracy theorist in years. I'm a conspiracy analyst, as Charlie Robinson would put it, right? And uh, I enjoy checking it out and finding all the little breadcrumbs and you and my Maria, uh, you guys are just crushing it at this. And so um, I've really enjoyed engaging in this aspect of it because it keeps it on the periphery. It's not something that's in my focus. I, I really don't give a shit about it. I think it's interesting and I do believe at a level it facilitates an expansion of consciousness for those at that reading level, right? If you if you want to look at it energetically like that. Right. What what do you think is uh what do you think is going on with that about your attention being so valuable here? And this is where we talk about loosh and that idea. Oh yeah. You know, this is one of my favorite topics because ultimately I think it comes down to this. It's the why. Why trick us? Why make these things up? Why fake this? Why fake that? Why make people up, you know? I get that all the time. Like, what's the why? What's the why? Like, we get it. We get it. You're saying everything is like question everything, but why? Yeah. I truly believe that our human focus, energy, and attention is the most precious resource on the planet. Boom, pow. Fucking Period. boom, pow. I'm telling you that that is absolutely how I feel about it as well. Now, Period. how did you how are you currently at that uh, conclusion? Because, you know, I mean, this is uh, I've evolved into this like you have as well. Now, it's been one of the more prevailing ideas. And whenever I looked at it like this, it closed a lot of open tabs for me mentally on connecting oh, dots of lies. Right. Yeah. And I just go, oh, OK, it funnels to this idea of it just being an energetic loose. Try. Just a loose. it's just a yeah. fuckload of billboards everywhere that are presenting themselves as reality to you. They're just options for your attention. And yeah. so it's this interesting thing that whenever you get to that point, so I'd like to ask you, like, how, how did you get there? What was it like when you go, oh, you know, and you realize that yeah. probably where we're at? Well, it really all came to me at a burst at once. It all just came at once. It was one of, you know, I got a download. Yeah. <laughs> it was in January of 2020. It's really when human vibration started. Uh, the the origin of human vibration was basically a fascination, a lifelong fascination with John Benet Ramsey. This, I'm not gonna, I'm, I won't. You, I, I invite anybody and everybody to to check out my my the pinned tweet on, on my Twitter profile at Human Vibration. That's that's if you're if you're at all interested, that's where you can start. Um, but I it was a case that fascinated. It was an unsolved case that had fascinated me, dogged me for a long time. I love conspiracies, always have, and that was that was mine. Like that, and I would revisit it from time to time. I was down every rabbit hole that you could be down. It had begun to the, the rabbit holes that I had been down for decades had begun to weirdly uh, map together with the rabbit holes of that I was currently down in, and later in life with the Q, you know 2017 to 2019 kind of QAnon. Uh, I don't know how you know I don't know if anybody in your audience was ever down that that rabbit hole, but I, I was. That was kind of how I kind of I, I like to say there's a trap trap door at the bottom of the ocean that leads to the top of the sky. Like sometimes you have to to to, <laughs> to do a dig right through those the solid rock, and uh, and you'll you'll find something magical at the top, but. Okay, so I through through this, I, I was just fascinated with with this case, and then in 2020, I, pretty much out of nowhere, I, I revisited the case uh, with with fr what I didn't know at the I didn't know, but I, it was fresh eyes. I had fresh eyes because I I had been very fascinated through my job. I had been gotten I had been fascinated with um, 
3D work and uh, digital entities and GAN technology and um, just 3D 3D animation, all sorts of just all the things I could go on. And this person that dot, does not exist dot com, I had I had seen that in like 2018, 2019, and it was you know if you haven't heard of it, just just go that this person does not exist.com. It'll just give you a face. The face looks pretty good. It looks like a real face like you would see on Facebook, but it's not, it's not real. It's, it's a, it's a computer. None of the faces are real. And I can see that immediately now because I've trained my brain. My brain is just attuned to this, but at first you couldn't tell, but that was the trick. I was like, whoa, that's so cool. None of these are, none of these are real. Like, Ooh, that's spooky. You know, but I'd kind of trained my brain on this. And then I, on January of 2020, I went back to my favorite thing to do, which was uh, which was doing the John Ramsey, looking back at it, and all of a sudden, like my fascination just took this weird twist because I looked at her face, and I was like, "This doesn't seem right. Like this kind of looks like one of those faces, like this little girl that I've been tortured by, <laughs> like this little this perfect little doll that I've been trying to get to the bottom of with this gruesome murder, you know, and I've been trying to, I was like, if only can we can just figure it out, unsolved, unsolved, you know, I was like, let's figure it out. Let's, you know, the brother did it, the parents did it, the Santa did it, you know, all these things. And then I just realized all of a sudden I was like, oh, she looks fake. I, like, oh my God. And that just kind of created this fissure in my brain. This is it just, it just exploded the, it just, not just a crack, but just an ex, absolute mind explosion. And I was like, oh no. I was like, uh, and it just, but I got the why. I got the why like right away. I got the why. I was like, oh, like, why would they do this? Oh my God. This like, why would they, why? And I was like, oh, because I've been fascinated with this for decades. Why would they, why would they fake it? Because I gave them decades. I gave I gave this decades of my energy. Gosh, that was a good. That was a good trap. Bravo. Well done. You got decades out of me. You know. I was like, ah, and I got it. And I was already familiar with the work of Dr. Robert Monroe. He was he's the pioneer of Louche. The idea of Louche. Uh, his his um, he kind of goes into some like space stuff and astral travel. The that's his story. I mean, that's all part of that's that's part. He's a he's a well-renowned thinker and philosopher and uh, a kind of like almost like a um, a phys physician of the world, like a physics professor of the world, because he really sees how the the real energy of the world operates. And he categorized the total and totality of human energy as as louche, as like a louche energy. There, there's just a word for it. If you were to be on the outside again looking at the, all the human activity, all the human energy, all of our, you know, all of our, our, our sorrow and pain and tragedy and love and joy and all these things and all these the highs and the lows. And you're able to measure the collective energy heartbeat of, of every single human being. And, you know, all of our, all of our collective energy, that's, that's got a, that has to have a measurable quantity. And, um, he, he deemed it loose. So I was kind of familiar with that too. And so like I had, I kind of got it. I kind of, I was like, oh, it's about our energy. And oh, there's this precious thing called Louche. And it just kind of like all came together. All the things, all these weird tunnels and rabbit holes that I'd been down my whole questioning life. And I had been to a lot of conspiracies. I love conspiracies, but I'm with you. Conspiracy analyst is a great way to put it. I haven't heard that and I love it. Charlie Robinson, macroaggressions. Okay. Yep. I'm, yeah, Charlie Robinson. I'm looking right in the down. Um, it just, it all, there's it all there's just... like a cognitive delineation uh, with it, and and that's what I like about it because I've been doing NLP quite a bit, the neuro linguistic programming, and really really rewiring my neurons. And again, that's what the Thought Ninja has to do with. But this mm. idea uh, that you know uh, deliberate speak, and so this this oh, is yeah. what I um, mean when I say that. So yeah, 
Um, I, I do have a question for you that's very important to me uh, before before we move on here. Now, um, toilet paper. Okay, uh, is it going to be over? <laughs> Or behind the wall like a psycho. What do you What do you prefer? I always do it over. I okay. like to I, I like to get it coming over. Okay. I don't want to be tugging from. Yeah. I don't want to be. I want to let you know this thing called gravity in major air quotes. I'll let it do its. You know, I I'm, the jury's still out on, on exactly what it is. I think it's more of a density buoyancy thing. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'll let it do its work. Why Why do the under the under more resistance, more I, more more effort on the part of the user? It's just rude. I think it's an indicator of an NPC as well. Um, you know, it may be. Uh, we can't rule it out. So, speaking of that, you know, what what do you think this place is? Because we we talk a lot, and and I love the fact that you you are convinced that uh, that your intuition to investigate John Bonet actually was being fed by your own obsession with John Bonet by the system here. What what do you see this system as? Do you, do you think that it's perhaps completely synthetic, or do you think that there's an organic component to where some of Dr. Monroe's ideas of this out of body experience, or this idea that this being or this thing that we're sitting here speaking with is just more of a vehicle that's inhabited by more of an entity itself and that we're just kind of yeah. like that badass yellow thing at the end of Alien that um, Ripley drives, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and perhaps we're Ripley on the other side and not this, you know, mech bot um, to battle yeah. aliens here. I love that. I, I do think we're just vessels. I think that this bodily experience feels very real and very corporate, like this this skin suit that we're in, I, I mean, we're in here. There's something, there's something, there's something in us individually, but it would exist without the body. It can't exist without the body. It does exist about, without the body. This is just one, I think we're, we're here in this realm. I like to call it a realm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. You know, I, it, Matrix is, t- it, Matrix just has too many Hollywood connotations. Like, we just can't say the word Matrix without thinking about the movie. Well, and what know. I like what I like about the word Matrix is it's an easy framework for people to work off of that perhaps aren't into this idea as much or haven't followed it as far as you and I have. It's a gateway drug into the idea because it's so relatable. You can say, oh, remember this scene here? Well, that can apply to this. You know, and I talk about this all yeah. the time with the system like the lizard turds, these clashing schwabs and shit that perhaps... <laughs> Perhaps if this is sort of a more organic uh, uh, type deal, lizard turds, guys, check the show notes for the T-shirt. We got new T-shirts, lizard turds out. Check them out. It's super dope. I'll I'll, uh, bring you one, actually, because we just live down the road. Okay, so uh, it's this idea that these um, things that we don't prefer here, these monsters that we obviously know are in our face all the time, it's kind of the juxtapose or this like villain in the play of the actor and the villain, and it creates this you know, dissonance for us to enjoy as a participant and observe and learn from and interact with and engage with Mm -hmm. and all of these things. And so to take it to that level, you really then kind of look at the lizard turds here as just facilitating the expansion of consciousness. And so the less negative attention you kind of pay it in my mind is the less it affects you. But people need to be scared. Like Sam Tripoli says, one of my favorite damn analogies about the experience of this place or what it's like, as far as what kind of danger you're actually in, it's like a fucking haunted house. You know, it's this idea that- I I like that one too. (laughs) I love that because it makes so much sense. It's like, oh, we're going to give you a shot if you don't do something. And you're like, ah- it's a haunted house. I paid to be here. And that's the other thing is it's like at a level you you want to be here, right? You know, because in that analogy scaled up, it's something you drove to, you got friends together, like you you made a deliberate attempt to go experience this thing, sort of like we are here. And kind of how I see these vehicles as well, it's, it's like a submarine. You know, we can't go to the Marianas Trench if it is even a real fucking thing. But if we get in a submarine, we can be in that environment and still be able to take in the scene as it were. And so just like our vehicle here, you know, energetically, what 
whatever that is, we have to dial it down so goddamn much that we need right. these submarine vehicle bodies to interact here because uh, that's how it works, you know? It's just a fucking awesome game. Right. I know, and we can only go, I love that you said that, we can only go so far up or down yeah. or as, as, with our own individual vessels, and I think that that's like the ultimate trick. We just have the perfectly sized prison. Yeah, and you got pris- um, you got uh, temperature extremes as well. So there are physical boundaries right. and limitations for us here physically, as far as what our uh, what our avatar can withstand. As far as just even physics, they're like, yeah, you can go walk across that ice shelf, go for it. And it's right. you know early man with nothing, you know, let's say um, just this idea. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, there are physical boundaries here. Maybe spaces underwater. And I love this idea yeah. that it's all like a totally different realm down there, but it's so in uninhabitable for us. Uh, and scary as fuck, right? That have you seen those underwater lakes? Like yeah. these, like th- there's one in the Gulf of fucking like, Mexico. Does, what? what? The dude that it's discovered like that. The dude that I discovered that and his submarine that. goes that down. Still blows my mind. I, I know. It. Just for the audience here, there's a guy, I don't know the name, but I've, I've got it right here. Um, he goes down in the Gulf of Mexico, right down the road from us here, the toilet of the ocean. And uh, he <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. he finds this lake and that ripples and he bounces the submarine off of it and it bounces because it's so dense. And they speculated some, you know, collection of salt and all that kind of shit. Maybe. I think it's a fucking <gasps> portal and you've got to be at an energetic resonance to go through the motherfucker. Now, oh, that dude yeah. mysteriously died in a helicopter crash, I believe, like... Not too long after revealing this whole submarine thing. And he was pumped about it. He was like, man, this is crazy. And there's a whole story about it. It's wild. It seemed quite wild. So what do you think? Portal or what? You know, I do believe in the idea of portals. If this is an energetic realm, I think we're energetic beings in an energetic realm. I think that there's lots of ways to transport around this place, but they just tell us we can do it with roads. Like, oh, roads and cars. I'm sorry, that's all we have. Oh, you want to fly? Okay, well, you're going to have to go to the airport. You're going to have to go, you know, you're going to get in this terminal. Like, I feel like, I feel like, and you can only go on these flight paths that actually are so nonsensical when you, when you, we're not, we don't even need to go into it. I think shape, the shape is just, to keep us, it doesn't really matter if we're just in a realm. It doesn't matter what this, what the actual shape is. Like it, it's unkind of noble. It's 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 really it doesn't really have a shape. It's mm. the shape argument is a psyop in and of itself because it pits us on two sides. It can only be round or it can only be flat. And then there's like diaspora of like donut or eggplant shaped or donut or, or crevice or crater. Or, and it's just like ah, oh, there's so many different ways. You know, I just love I do love how all the the conspiracies. Um, seem to be like a very polarizing a you know zero one like binary pole you know the flat earth flat v globe or flat v ball or um okay but the portals the portals maybe i just see it as like maybe dimensions did you ever watch the simpsons did oh, yeah. you ever see like when homer would like some of the halloween episodes like he would stick his finger on the wall and then he he would like he would like enter into this almost like plane projection uh dimension out dimension world I don't know. I mean, maybe that's um, maybe that's more of a of a of a, like you said. You have to be at the right resonance, the right yeah. vibration, the right. Um, maybe everything is really happening here. Yeah. We're just on a certain vibration, so our here is a hundred percent expressed by our vibration. Yeah. 
It sounds um, awesome to me. It sounds like uh, this idea of consensus reality is something I've discussed quite a bit, and I wanted to get your take on this, actually. Um, so, okay, whenever we talk about the idea that uh, people argue here, and yes, that's that's a whirlpool that you can get caught in, defending your idea that you're not super sure yeah. about, that maybe even adopted from your family, or you just heard and some hot chick that you want to bang said it one time, and so it's stuck in there, and you just repeat it constantly. This is also why going within and doing this introspection is great, and Thought Ninja, he brings you shit that perhaps was old beliefs that you don't necessarily subscribe to and are definitely holding you back from moving forward. These open tabs of things. Um, and, and I brings love that open tabs reference. That's, I'm, I'm, I tab that. I can't. Okay. Yeah. Jot yeah, uh, that. Write that down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's okay, um. But it's it's this idea that if if you are creating this whole place and and you can say this about reality here, like time is super subjective. If you're at work all day, time oh, yeah. fucking drags. If you're on the weekend, time flies by. When you're in this yeah. vibrational state, or at your, you're at this one resonant frequency time changes. Um, every experience is different based on how you perceive it. So uh, yeah. this is why Don Miguel Ruiz writes in the Four Agreements about not taking anything oh, yeah. personally. It's got nothing to do with you. You, do, you don't know if that person has just, you know, had an awesome day and so they're praising you like crazy or you don't know if they're bitching you out because they got like a toy car in their butt or something like that they're too embarrassed <laughs> to go to the hospital <laughs> about. You don't okay. know. And so there's, there's no way of really gauging anyone else's reaction to what you're doing. Now to this, I would say that this idea, and I've thought a lot about this, this idea of consensus reality, or that we're mm -hmm. all in the same place experiencing the same options, um, it, it's not as convincing to me. The more I look into the types of conversations that we're having here, the less I'm convinced that we're all in the same damn place, and that actually you're not the only one here at all. And it really feels, though, and I wanted to get your take on this, what do you think about the idea that if someone believes heavily because you know like buddha said suffering is a choice if you're suffering you you're uh. suffering right you can really feel that if you're not you're not even if you experience the same things right so mm -hmm. let's say that somebody really thinks that the this place that we're on is a ball and that if they get into a rocket a ball will render beneath them but let's say also someone believes that it's flat and expects to go out to an ice shelf and rendering before them is this expansive whatever the fuck they think it is maybe it's this personal you know because even like yeah. the contact phenomena and uh, the ufo phenomena is very very personal to you psychedelics all that good stuff everything is so subjective that it makes me think at a like just scaled up the idea that maybe we're not all experiencing the same thing and whatever you truly feel what your paradigm is um is what renders before you so if you think this place is flat fucking flat dude you know yeah but also oh, yeah. it can exist on right you can be sitting on a train or something next to someone uh, that thinks it's a ball and, and it is for them and that is real for them mm -hmm. and for their experience. Do you think that it could be that tailored? Yeah, I, I, I do. That's a uh, long that, question, that, wasn't it? That, no, that was an excellent All question right. because I, it hits on so many points. And uh, I think that I think... I think this even ties in with Mandela effect. That's kind of a hot Fuck button. Yeah. You know, I've kind of poo-pooed Mandela because ultimately I think that what's really happening is we're, we're taking in the same information differently. And, and then there are schisms. There are people that remember it one way and remember it the other way, but it's always been one way, but through, through there's been, there's misfires all the time, you know, that make, and I, I think, I, I think that we really are, and that's just one example, but, but more that, that I don't even want to go too, too much on the Mandela because that can be its own whole, whole thing. I love it. We're going to have you back on to do Mandela. Okay, because it is fascinating. I love and it. I want to pick, I love to study each love one of it. them and go, how did, how could this, how, how can we explain this from a just different angle? You know, before, this before we move on, what's your favorite one? Just say it. 
Well, okay. The whole the, the, it's named Mandela effect because supposedly he died in prison or something. We're supposed to Fiona, remember that he died. I, I don't remember that. Yeah, Fiona Broom in so, 2013 or uh, 2013 after he actually died um, after becoming president after the apartheid um, said that she remembered him dying in prison in the 80s, and then a fuckload of people came out and said that as well. Now Fiona Broom will take zero interviews on the Mandela effect. She's a psychic medium and stuff, and she'll talk about all that, but she mm-hmm. won't talk about Mandela at all. She's still kicking about. Anyway, that's what happened with it. And so that's why it's named a Mandela effect, because it was the first one recognized, put on the internet, and someone else said, hey, I experienced things differently too. I think this is mm-hmm. one of the, and you know, CERN ties into this shit as well. The 2012 is allegedly when this kicked off, right? Mm-hmm. So please continue. What would your, your favorite one? Just what's your favorite? Um... The one okay, that convinced Forrest you. Gump, the life is like a life. Life is like a box of chocolates, or life was a box. Life was like a box of chocolates. Okay, so it's either life is like a box of chocolates, or life was like a box of chocolates, and we just go nuts. And people go, okay. So I think this one's very easily explained because he kind of his southern draw. He kind of says both. He goes, "Life was like a box of chocolates." Now, depending on what your ear Nailed picks it. up. You, you, it's the Laurel Yanny. You can hear both. He basically says both. Now the script, if you pull the screenplay, the screenplay says one thing, but then the media actually quotes the movie as saying the other. So the screenplay says one and the the movie says the other. So there, there's another, like, I think, I think that's like purposeful. I think that's purposefully done. I think the media actually purposefully misquotes things. And then later we'll have all sorts of dis- Dis, disjointed will we'll be like look even they disagree so there yeah. has to be multiple timelines and it's like Ooh. no it's just purposely put in in certain certain outlets reported it as this quote and certain outlets recorded it as this quote and depending on how your ear hears the movie it's it seems legit either way life what life was like a box of chocolates or life is life was like a box of chocolate. he's that sounds the same sounds exactly the same but if you say it with the forest gump you know but, his mom um, says life was like a box of chocolates which i have heard someone point out and said they say subconsciously that gets put in your mind and then later when he does say which repeats her line exactly from either earlier or later in the movie maybe it was a flashback um Spoiler alert, she dies. Uh, fuck it, suck it. Uh, <laughs> and she had sex with his principal, Oh, she banged everybody. Principal, right? Everybody, yeah, for <laughs> him, think... right? Air quotes, for him, yeah. I don't uh, think it's that fine, I picked girl. that up on my first go-round of watching that movie, but as an adult, I was like, oh, she... She banged the principal to get him in school. <laughs> yeah, she banged a lot of people for a lot of things. I think she was ahead of the feminist movement. And I think good for her. You know, that's what I say. I say good for her. You know, she was getting it. And she was having a good time. Get him. Uh, so him, that's one of the explanations on that is that it was repeated either earlier or later in the movie. He was then accurately repeating his mom, which is where the was comes from. And I'd love your phonetic uh, breakdown on that because, yes, that's easy. Now, I do dig the idea, though, that uh, perhaps it's planted this way and there's sort of a psyop. I mean, a, a, I mean, it's added to the list of global cover ups that probably is and so it's an interesting one to even do though because what this just working through your idea here just hearing it the first time uh, you know what it would do is just kind of fracture the psyche to where now a certain percentage of people like myself think something fucking awesome's going on here and that you know these uh timelines are splitting and um i'm from a certain one and you know we joke about this oh i'm from the cool timeline where <laughs> tom yeah. cruise did have the white t-shirt and the sunglasses you know what i mean not that pink t-shirt bullshit and uh so but do you think though then because now in my mind again even the you know corporations what I just immediately thought of go ahead pink on this is the thing in Hollywood, there's all these weird camera tricks. What when they shot in Technicolor, Dorothy's white and pe- white and blue dress. It was actually pink and blue because oh. pink comes up as white on Hollywood 
camera. So both can be true. I'll be damned. Well, pink and white striped was it. So it actually had stripe and texture in it. Oh, he had a white shirt different. on. I know. He had a white shirt on. And he had a white shirt on. Okay. In, that, in my throw dimension. That out the window. So throw here's that out the, the window. Here's the question then. If you <gasps> were, you know, because let's say that even down to something like the apocalypse or something, let's say that a group of, I had Micah Dank on, we talked about this a long time ago. If you say that maybe the Bible was written the way that it was because a sh- uh, people, a secret society, let's say, just got together and wrote the damn thing so that it would be played out as this long script over time. Now, if you could then anthropomorphize this to today's, you know, um, psychological, you know, Bernays type operations or whatever, then you could say that you could plant these seeds of psyops that would fracture the psyche, even at a like a spiritual level, let's say around the time of a cyclical event that always happens where some sort of enlightenment, some sort of greater understanding is uh, being achieved here. And I want to ask you about that in a minute. Uh, And it feels like maybe if they knew that, which obviously they would from many levels in my mind, and I just have so many fucking things to say right now I want to talk to you about. Uh, and then let's say that they can put this in the psyche of everyone by going, all right, Tom, slide in with the glasses and the thing. Okay, cool. Now, do a take two with the pink shirt. All right, cool. We're going to go with that, and then we're going to put two versions of it out, or even clips of it out. And even do down, even down to fucking... Fruit of a Loom going, yeah, 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 throw the cornucopia in there for a little while, and then we'll remove it, and then when they call, we'll tell them, no, dummy, it's never been like that. We'll go ahead and print two versions of it and just hang on to this one. I mean, and then you have this on a global level to where now it's just this huge mind fuck. Yeah. That's fascinating. It does. Okay, you mentioned CERN earlier. I don't give any credence to CERN. I think it's all just... It's a distraction. It's, it's a whirlpool. Holy, it's it's a literal whirlpool. They're just spinning. They're just, they're, it's literal spin. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it and feels like. And what do like. we know is spin is like misinformation, spinning the truth. When they have all those rituals that draw super weird attention. It's like. I know. And they have a, they have a Shiva, a, 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 a harbinger of death and destruction, apocalyptic uh, messenger, Shiva, the destroyer. Yeah. Well, they it, have that outside for a reason. So that we, we all, the, the human, the, the, all the gullible people will look at there and go. Oh my God, look, they're trying to destroy us. They've got a, a symbol out front. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Georgia Guidestones, remember? Yeah. It's like all those were, were just text on stone. And we're like, oh my God, they're going to kill us all. Look, they've been trying to kill us all forever. See? And it's like, guys, why are we so scared of text? You know, you you may have just you may have ruined the whole goddamn thing for me because now I'm just thinking of no. every conspiracy as a conspiracy to be a conspiracy, as sort of yeah. like an option, like a side quest here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of like your John Benet Ramsey. It's an option. It's a whirlpool, and you can get stuck down it, and so therefore it manifests. You know, because we're powerful yeah. creators. If you look at it like this, or at least the game responds to us in a way that may be completely mechanical in nature, and that's fine. But either way, it mimics the same. This is where conspiracy same. analyzer takes on a whole new level. It does because now you're cons- you're analyzing the fact of conspiracies themselves, yes. like why they exist. And we know psyops exist, and I definitely see things whenever it's popped out in the news that, oh, this Wuhan bat thing, because a certain percentage of actual conspiracy theories will just run the fuck out of that. And they're stuck on that and they move on. It's a and good one. I want to go into the Wuhan stuff. Definitely. And that is um, that is a, just a, a side deal. That's a that's a path that you can take. But again, it's, it's sort of like these distractions. And so I think even scaling out just a little bit, uh, you can see the whole thing as a psyop. And especially if you think of these long scale, like who... You know, it's it's our hubris and ignorance, I think, that we think that they're just coming up with these things on the spot and being reactionary. Right. No, uh, this is no. long game long, shit, dude. Yeah. Long time. But I don't think time exists on their yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what we understand is time and like, how they do that? Okay, I love, okay, this is a recent example. <sighs> okay, the queen died 911 days. 9-11, uh-huh. favorite number. 
The queen died 911 days. This very after spiritual number. The coronavirus the was announced. And corona means crown. Oh. Yeah, these are the fun ones. I miss doing this. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Okay, so I think that this stuff, I like to, okay, it's scripted. It's scripted. That's a good catch-all. It's scripted. Yeah. Scripted. It's, 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 pre, it's pre-drawn out. It's pre-developed. Scripted goes a bit deeper, though. Scripted, when you think about a computer script, what is that? It's a line of auto-executing code. That's the keyword for script. What's the difference between a script and regular computer mumbo jumbo? Zeros and ones. Well, a script specifically is auto executing. And so I kind of think that this stuff is just so patterned, like just so designed from the, from the get. And it's just expressing itself over and over and over and over. And that's why these things tie, they seem to tie back like, this person, it was, it, it, these, the Gamatria stuff is, is mind blowing, but I, I also think it also reveals just a, just this weird larger pattern that we're not able to see because we're, we're kind of too granny. We're too close. We're too mm-hmm. close to it. But then You're now I think we're kind of seeing it. I think we're seeing like these things, these no coincidences. And there's all that, you know, even like these rap stars that are dying left and right. And they always have all these like really in, in, intense Gamatria. I'm not even saying it right, but like, you know, when people die in Kobe, I remember everyone picking his apart from like this Jesuit mindset. And it's just like, I just kind of think all these things are, it's not here and now. It's like, it's like, it's always been. And these things are just kind of playing out. This is how I think of technology too. What everything we think is like technology now or even advanced technology, some things that we haven't even seen. I think it's always existed and it just gets rolled out on this world stage over time. That's why old timey clocks match the old timey look of the old timey times hmm. and old timey this matched old timey that and this era of this matches this there of that i think like and the technology is just exactly was already and we just get like drips and drabs and drips and drabs so that we think that this is how technology progresses but in reality it's always existed and so when we think of facial overlay technology today i think hollywood used that with marilyn monroe i don't think marilyn monroe actually existed i think that she was just played by a base actress many that looked like her jane mansfield being one of them basically the same and then they uh, they overlaid through all sorts of technology which they're like they, that didn't exist back then yes it did it always did it, it it always did we just are on this side of it like we're we're on the we're on the receiving end yeah and even this idea of cloning has been around for a super long time. I've talked to a guy named Ben Rosenberg on the show. Awesome, dude. And we talked about this idea that it's been around forever. And this is why you can find, you know, uh, Greta Thunberg and old pictures at a, next to a wagon. And, um, you know, uh, I kind of think Vladimir those are Putin. just pictures that are made today. Like they yeah, just they just it, put out like, look at this picture of Greta Thunberg in 1812. And it's just yeah. like, well, how do it's just a digital image. There are a lot I, of similar I, people, though. You know, and you can go that's woo true. and I love NPC. that. That goes to templates. You know? Like, love oh, it. God. Well, I've met so many where I'm like, ooh, you remind me of. And it's a lot of things. It's facial structure. It's walk. Yeah. It's 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 a There's template. not that many faces. Yeah, right. There's only seven face shapes. Okay, let's, let's, let's dig into this. I love this one. There's yeah. only seven face shapes across all humanity, across every race. Across uh, We think about how, how faces are so different. Across every race, across every creed color, sex, whatever, or all these dividing lines. There's like seven faces, shapes. And then everything else gets added on like a Mr. Potato Head. Then everything gets configured. And there's only a, there's only a, there's more configurations than there are faces, but there's only a set number of configurations as well. 
But those little configurations create the illusion of individuality and uniqueness. But if you were to look at us from the outside, we would just look like, like all the same. Okay. This is my favorite comparison. Okay. If you were to get a box of lab, like white mice, like lab mice that just look like little mice in there, you wouldn't, they would all look the same day one. They would just, they would all look the same. You'd be like, that's a mice. And that one's mice. And then that one's mice. And they're all mice. And they just look exactly the same. And they're gross. Well, if you got to know them and spent a lot of time with them and you would begin to understand and comprehend slowly over time, but then quickly and then immediately that, oh, well, that's Larry because he's got the the little gimp leg. And, oh, that's Sue because her whiskers are really long. And, uh, oh, oh, this one, he, you know, that's Mikey because he's always going after the food. Like you would, and then they would look different. They would all look different because they are. They all they are in a way, but it's very subtle. But until you have that, until you have that, until you, until you have that like familiarity, until you, until you buy into that, I guess a, 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 you have to, it's a brain training exercise, but until you do that brain training exercise, you simply don't see it. But I think that there's certain, like the facial blindness, you know, people have facial blindness now. And I think that on a spectrum, some of us acutely have facial blindness in a real way. Um, but I, I think ultimately sometimes when you, when you have a hyper recognition of this person looks like 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 this person reminds me of this person. Oh, that reminds like they don't look alike, but I I see it like it's the it's the mannerisms. I I have a familiar like I think you're ultimately tapping into this understand this this deeper understanding that we are more similar. Like it's just the arrangement of patterns can throw people off, you know, in a way. Like I don't know. It's like it goes both ways. It's 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 um. Facial blindness is one. Did you know that learning language, or I'm sorry, not learning language, learning how to read, learning how to read literacy actually reduces your ability to recognize faces? I can it see takes that. Up some of that. It takes up some that. of that, uh, that, that hippocampus bandwidth or wherever it exists, they say in the brain. But they say that that's one thing that goes, is diminished as you, uh, with the, with the, learning profile with the learning profile of, of reading like it kind of I don't you know, know so but I bet singing it's the opposite singing oh I I've said I think this place should be a musical well, I, you, I, I honestly you know think I mean? reality should be a musical because in both ways you're pronouncing speech in both ways mm-hmm. you learn to do it because like singers you know um, one of the techniques you hold your vowels right you don't hold out consonants when you're holding a note it's usually a vowel yeah. and so there's little things like that that you learn along the way but I would think within that process it's so freeing and because there's a musical component to it we know you know the word and all of that and yeah. uh, maybe maybe it's something you know really deeply tied into that that uh, it has something also to do not only with the speech itself but the way it's presented like i said in the form of a song perhaps um yeah. you know words mean different things and that's why they say if you repeat like if you listen to like gangster rapid shit there's nothing wrong with that i've got ludicrous all over my playlist i love luda but if you listen to that just like constantly then perhaps there is a subconscious element that digs down in there and it's energetic you know you've heard kanye and say what you want about it but there's something definitely true to what he said about the 808 yeah. beat machine being designed to be low frequency and to get you yeah. in a certain vibe to receive information in a certain Amen. brainwave so it's just yeah. it's just fascinating when when we come We're down to this beings. yeah for we sure we uh and music sound sound affects us the, the most and i love to say like inside of our ear is a labyrinth like yeah. cochlea like it's it's shaped it's it is like i think you know as visual as visual of a person i am i do think that that this place is is affected by sound mm-hmm the most. Yeah. And our voices, what we say, what we speak, I think that we're, we're, we're using this very, very specific language and all of these, 
words are strung together to give a certain vibra vibration or a certain meaning that maybe we're not even aware of sometimes. I think there's, there's, um, language is so fascinating to me, but, um, I do think that, that song is probably the best form of communication. It's the best way of memorizing. I think we're, I think I like, I like to, I think this place, I don't think we're doing language, right? I, I it boggles my mind that it's 2023 almost. And we all speak different languages. Why? Yeah. I mean, well, and it's interesting too, when you take into account also like oral traditions and oral histories, because those aren't necessarily saying, you know, but it is still the voice remembering speech patterns or sound patterns that mimic, that gave the uh, receiver of that information a symbol early in their mind. Early computers ran off audio, like early, early, I'm sorry, early memory storage devices. The, the, the original memory storage device is sound, huh. is, is tape, magnetic sound on tape. That's you know, the absolute original computer early computers ran on sound magnetic the ibm structures sound magnets and it's actually still the best it's actually still the most high fidelity way because memory if you deal with media you're like these hard drives fail and solid state discs fail and what's the what's the best most archival form of it's, it's just film and tape it's, it's you know film is light captured on this medium and the magnetic tape is, is sound captured and sound is memory. And it's it interesting. Really you need magnetic tape for sound. I, I know. I love magnets. Oh my uh, God. But... I love, I love magnets. I, I could, I, I magnets, sand and salt are my, my real, those really get me going. Uh, well, that's a perfect segue into my next question for you here. So um, I am looking for the perfect name for a house cat that identifies as a female. A perfect name for a house cat that identifies as a female. We're talking about a, an actual feline and not a human that's like a fur. I'm not naming some sort of like furry. Excellent fur question. Person. Excellent question. And yes, ma'am, just a standard house cat there from any Your definition. Standard house cat. Uh, I don't know why, but Magdalene just came to my mind. <laughs> Magdalene's cute. Um, you call her Maggie. Oh, yeah. Maggie the house cat. Maggie, for short. We have a boy named Sam, uh, and that's short for Samurai. He's cool as shit. Ooh, uh, Samurai. Now, to my oh, question there, we would have all... Samurai. Yeah, Samurai. Uh, we would have also accepted, to my question there, uh, Gwyneth Mialtro <laughs> as well. That's a better one. Uh, so, okay, uh, an alien uh, drops down in your lap. We don't know what aliens are. Just assume that it's something not of yourself. Uh, you get one question. Uh, what would that question be? Okay, so an alien drops in my lap? Yeah, physically in your um, lap. Um, and you know uh, that, uh, now think about it, you only got one question. Now the small little alien creature that you expected, perhaps even if you met one to be a little bit more independent and big, drops in your lap physically. Let's say about eight inches tall. He can hear you just fine, so you don't need to yell. I'd say, good news, I'll save you, I'll save you the step. You, you're already at your leader. <laughs> you, you're, you're already that here. That is great. I don't need to take you anywhere. Yeah. Buddy, you couldn't have dropped in a better lap. <laughs> Man, are you in luck? You are in luck. That is awesome. I love Boy, that. Boy, have I got news for you. <laughs> I lead this planet, and actually, uh, thank you for coming to my rescue. I sent that mission out that you're part of the, you're fulfilling the prophecy to help me overthrow all the lizard turds right that are time. here. Yeah. Uh, I love to help sexuality. Me. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys are great. <laughs> I love that. What an awesome answer. I absolutely love that. Love that. Love that. 
Uh, okay, so um, you've got uh, three wishes. I'm very curious. Uh, so three wishes for mm-hmm. you. Any of them come true? And it's kind of a cliche question, but you're a very insightful person. So I'm very curious. And I drug this out of the ridiculous vault uh, to present to you here today because I'm just curious mm-hmm. about you know your insight on it. You got three things that can absolutely be yours uh, at the just behest of your intention. So what would those be? Um, okay, so wish is a weird word. I just desire. think it's like genie stuff. Yeah, so let's Yeah, no, desire. this is total genie. Things like, I'm working towards. I think that anything you want, you got to work, t- you, you got to, first you got to imagine it, you got to envision, the, the vision always has to come first, really, but then you got to work, you got to, you got to work towards it. So sure. things that I really wish and would desire to happen, um, I would love to grow the Realize Radio community audience. That's, that's been my, like my, that's like, you know, it's my passion and my hobby, but I also am putting like so much time towards it. I would love for that to be my job. It's not my job. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it, it's, but it's, it's, I like that it's also not my job because I, I, I hobbies are, are fun. You know, if it is my, maybe if it was my job, I'd be like, ah, really radio, but you know, but I, right now it's just one of those, it's just one of those passions. It's so, one of those things that you couldn't, um, not do, you know, like painters paint writers, write. Right now, this is, this is just one of those things that I just really love to do. And I've just been doing it more and more. And we've been growing the community little by little. I mean, Rambo and, you know, Rambo's my co-host partner in crime. He's over in the UK. You know, it's, it. so anyway, I would love to grow that. And I'm working towards that. Like, I don't know when that'll happen, but I believe if you, you know, it's like field of dreams style of living. If you build it, they will come. So uh, heads, it, I'm in the heads down mode. That's actually not the line, ma'am. Uh, Mandela said <laughs> that Mandela. It's, if yeah. you if you build it, he will come. Uh, is the bullshit Mandela line? But I'm from the same dimension you are, and this goddamn psyop got us again. How about it? This is our field of dreams, not yeah. their field of dreams. Got yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love to. I would love to build that. Um, something that I've wished for for a while is to create space to to do that and like I you know normie jobs and uh, you know I would love people I think 2020 was a big eye-opening experience for a lot of people where they questioned like what they were doing with their time and their most valuable resource being you know their time and energy and attention and that a lot of it goes towards our our work and our our career and do you even like what you do and um I had to have you know I hadn't had a, a you know a, a fruitful career path that I've developed but I, so you know at a certain point it's just like does it really fulfill me I don't know, like I'm doing this other thing as a hobby and it really, really fulfills me and I really love to do it and I would do it no matter what, you know? Uh, uh, so how can I, how can I um, purposefully and meaningfully pivot and put more energy in, in that direction and hopefully build something that could be sustainable in this direction? So I've actually, over the past couple of years, you know, really past three years, I've like really work towards that. And I'm this next year, I'm taking, uh, basically, you know, I'm, I'm devoting, I'm going full-time, uh, full-time realize radio and full-time HV stuff and full-time, um, into this vein. So I would love to see what that, you know, I've, I've wished for that and now I'm going to do it. So I'm going to see what happens. I think these all kind of go together too, you know? Um, and then, Ooh, uh, I want to see the ocean. I want to see the ocean again. I want to spend, I want to spend, I want to live a life where I spend, okay, this is, this is a wish, a desire. I would love to live a life where I am in near constant earshot of the ocean. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you born and raised in Texas, ma'am? No, I lived, uh, I've lived in Texas for quite some time. Um, but I was, I grew up overseas. I grew up, uh, in Holland and Jakarta, Indonesia. And then I moved to Texas of all places, uh, when I was in like the third grade. So, um, had a, had a, 
kind of a, a very cool eye-opening experience as a, as a kid and then uh, kind of got ground, rooted in, in a good state, a very good state, I would say. Um, yeah. yeah. And now I'm in Dallas, Texas, 33rd Parallel. You know? Come on. Yep. We'll get <laughs> yeah. you out more out west. We'll get you to the real Texas. You can come out here and hang out on the ranch for a little bit and see what that's like. Okay. That sounds like a, that sounds like a real treat. It sounds like you've got a, a, a real cool thing going on out there. We had yeah. a great thing going on. Yes, ma'am. And you're welcome to it. Yeah. And you're right down the road. Uh, you know, so Whataburger, uh, for everybody that lives outside of Texas, uh, there's it. this place called Whataburger. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. When are they going to, when in your mind, uh, is the simulation going to re-render the jalapeno cheddar biscuit for us for our breakfast in the morning? Do you think I didn't that's even know they took it thing? away. That shows me? what a that oh, shows what a. I hate uh, to break that news. Do they, they was it a twenty twenty situation? Uh, I, I wanted Chick to say Chick Fil A took like away years. my favorite breakfast in twenty twenty. What? They're dead to me. What What do they do to you? Well, okay. If we're gonna talk about it, I don't yeah. eat fast food anymore. But first, they took away the grilled peppers and onions on their on their breakfast burrito, Fine. and then they just replaced it with hash browns. And it's like oh, I don't want hash browns on my not. breakfast burrito. I want grilled peppers and onions. It's like a human, like a yeah. human being. Yeah. Like a like a responsible human being. Somebody's Vegetables. here to live their life, not throw it I'm away. Trying to, I'm trying to thrive. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So the first I did that. So then I switched. I pivoted and I got this bagel sandwich. It was this like sun. Um, uh, a sunflower seed bagel is healthful with, okay. uh, you know, chicken and egg and cheese. And I'm trying to categorize that as healthful. It was quite a snack. It was quite a meal, but um, I, I loved it. And then they took that away too. What's well, a good I start like, to your day? And I never went back. I mean, honestly, I never went back. Yeah, it'll ruin you, right? You know, they yeah. they gank your shit. Um, you know, uh, as a kid, I used to love Cookie Crisp, the cereal, and then they changed <gasps> oh the formula God. like t- 15 years ago, and I said, "Get fucked." You know, it's so different. I don't know if my they taste changed, changed. They they changed those plastic to, discs. <laughs> those, yes, like, to I be loved fair, the, I loved. <laughs> I love that so shiny shitty. coating on, on yeah. them, you know? You're like, oh, cool. I could use this as currency. <laughs> nice. I love it. All no, right. I, those, they were laminated. They were straight up laminated. Those they, cookie crisps. They were straight up delicious. And uh, I miss the original formula. Uh, bring yeah. them back, guys, and I'll, I'll right, visit you again. Okay, uh, one final thing that I want to uh, do a callback on here is I'm going to set you off with one word here, young lady. Okay. Wuhan. Oh, Okay. This is this goes. We talked about energy and uh, emotion and playing on our emotion and what fascinates us. And one thing that really fascinates the human psyche is disgust. Like is just is like these feelings that are like okay. So it all started. I think we bought into this whole idea. I don't believe the, any of the narrative. Let me just say, I don't think it started in a lap. I don't think it was from a, a rat. I don't think it was from a bat or a cat. Do you think it was hat. real? No. Okay. No, I just think it was a cold and flu season. Yeah. That they've rebranded. So many times. Isn't that amazing? The perception management it, it, that went down with that, that made that successful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a, it was an, a campaign brilliant. beyond our wildest imagination, but it was all fake. And it's in, in I, and I woke up right before it hit. I woke up in January of 2020 to this like world of fakery. And then come March, they're telling us it's this deadly global virus. People are dropping dead in the streets. And I'm seeing people drop dead in the streets. And, you know, all those in the Wuhan, those, I never... It never, it just never Just happened. on the bench. And then they just. Yes. They would just keel over. <laughs> All I ever saw were videos. Never saw it in my real life. And that kind of reminds me of the whole narrative of today around the, uh, we're not getting into it, but the narrative around the vaccine with everyone keeling over. It's like, we're still just seeing it on TV. I'm yet to see the man at the bus station fall over in my real life. 
Yeah, and for the audience, it's uh, you know about to turn this off because they're like, "Oh my god, uh, there it's, it wasn't real, and they weren't real people." And there's so much evidence that gives us so much credence that even school shootings aren't real, and that there is no one involved, and that it's all a huge perception management campaign for everyone. So whenever we chuckle about something that people still believe is correct and real, I would like to just point out to the audience we're not heartless fucks. I also, I'm sorry, I forget, that, I forget realized. which audience I'm talking about this stuff. No, go I, you for know, it. I, no, no, I no, you my, can speak. I, I'm, in nope. a, I'm in a bubble. I'm you, in a bubble too. I'm in a thought bubble. So I, I will be the first to own that. I'm in a thought bubble and I forget how, how just unhinged some of my theories and thoughts can, can appear to people that are just taking in information normally, you know, yeah, like this is right, not to, yeah. not to censor you, not to point that out. I got intuitively kind of a feeling that some people may sit here and say, Oh, he's laughing. And I've never felt judgment from the audience. There was just something mm-hmm. in me that said, Hey, say this real quick, just because, oh. uh, also, also sort of, uh, for your benefit as a guest as well, that just folks know where you come from. You come from an incredibly high vibrational place. Your name is human vibration for fuck's sake. <laughs> it, it's, it's a high vibrational place of high awareness and understanding of the greater concepts that we talk about here on the show. And you're not being introduced to this. This is something you and I have known and talked about for a long time. So whenever we flip, flippantly laugh about it, it's because it's something to flippantly laugh about. And that if you take the emotion out of something that was fake, knowing it was fake, this is why I was called to say it. If you take the emotion out of it, then it's it becomes what it it, it loses its power, which is what it was meant to be, was something that you kind of call back to. This is why they replay 9-11 every year. They didn't mm-hmm. do it last year, which was interesting. I uh, know. I, t- I tweeted about that. Yeah, it's, it's, lost it's, it's lost its effect. Yeah. Exactly. And this is the idea of reinterpreting a memory. So if you are, as an audience member here, coming to a new understanding with any idea that we're talking about here and beyond, then those are choice points for you. And if you, as an individual and a sovereign entity here, choose to follow that down those rabbit holes, then you're going to encounter certain understandings that would have sickened your old self, but now you're ready to be revealed to. And so this is the point in the conversation where you get to this idea, oh, well, even if I'm emotional about something that was fake, then I'm adding energy to something that didn't exist. And so therefore it keeps it alive. And how how you prevent it in the future, especially with your own constitution and you switch from theorist to analyst, is you say, you know what? I'm going to reinterpret that memory now with new understanding and information. And I'm going to say, not that big a fucking deal and laugh about it because it was so silly. Like the kid in... Uh, the dad, you know, that starts laughing right before he goes on and then fakes tears right before he goes on to talk about his kid that was oh, just shot. The, so the there Sandy, is a plethora uh, of shit. And Bobby at a Parker. level, yeah. you and I fucking mm-hmm. know that this really gets to people. Like, my mom takes this shit seriously. Yeah. And it my bothers kid, me that they're able to fuck with my mom and my friends and shit like this. You they're know what I mean? My grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. G-Ma's not having it. You know, she's, she's super involved in this. She buys, she just watches these murder shows 48 hours, all these, like, she, she weirdly, she's into it, but they, but they, they they get their mind. They get their mind. This stuff is like, you know, murder, murder podcasts are the most popular podcasts on for, for women. Like we love to hear about being, people being murdered. It's very, it's a very strange phenomenon, but okay. uh, And I, and I appreciate that you're so you're you're aware of your audience to, to do, to, to help protect me too. Like remind me, give me a reminder. Okay, so when I say the the disgust element of the Wuhan, it, it, the story was it's kind of this is kind of an HIV thing. Okay, because they introduced the whole thing as it happened in the wet markets, and these things are gross, and they came from the from a dirty bat, and someone ate a bat, and then that bat transferred its dirty, dirty bat disease onto this human, and then it spread like wildfire, and we were like. Okay, first of all, a wet market? Like, what? Like, you, we, what? Like, you, gross, and they were showing these pictures, like, so we were like, that, that, that just looks disgusting. I am not surprised at all that something came from there. 
I'm not surprised at all. And so we just believed a hook, line, and singer because they used the best way in are these feelings of disgust, shame, deep, deep, ang- like hatred and anger. That's why these like, anyway. Okay. So they got us with the disgust because we were just like, ew, gross. Like, I'm not surprised. Same thing with HIV being from a monkey. Well, an HIV being from a monkey that then was transmitted by somebody sex. who banged it, that then sex. transmitted it through gay sex, gay sex, specifically gay sex. And so Specific. do you think... Th- Another vector you, of disgust. Right, and, and shame. That's, that's the shame vector. And not to be, not that you have to be, not that anybody should be shameful, but guys, in the 80s, it was shameful. I think It from, was like subculture shame. I think what was happening was they took the subgroup of, of risky behaviors that were happening in the gay culture. There was a lot of just, uh, very dangerous drug use that was happening. There was a lot of um, compromised immune systems already. Let's say that there was just this subset of specifically in New York city. We're talking about everything happens in New York city. If it happens in New York city, it happens in the world because the eyes are literally on New York city. So they took this very small microcosm thing that was happening in New York city and 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 gave it a gave it a, a nebulous name, called it a virus, when it was really just a, um, a, a like a consequence of behavior at the time of common behavior, um, you, mostly with intravenous drug use, because um, you can get you can you can you you can get ill from these types of things, and the immune system can be quite compromised from these types of things and certain behaviors. And so anyway, so they were able to capitalize on this, and then they were able to give it a name, and then they were able to give it a shame and disgust vector around it. They were able to broadcast it wide. People began to I think I think people began to get diagnosed with HIV when they didn't have anything. So I don't think believe viruses exist. They were able to okay, this was that's the Wuhan. I don't think viruses exist. I think it's our our all of this kind of goes together. And Anthony Fauci was the AIDS guy. And Anthony Fauci is the COVID and the, guy. And the he ACT, was Mr. AIDS. the ACT he was pushing killed more people than actual the, AIDS. The yes, drug he pushed, which the, again, and then he wraps back around for this cycle of the it immune as well. Systems. Just like chemotherapy weirdly ruins the immune, just obliterates the human immune immune system. Why it's are you it's doing like this? they know. Well, they know. Uh, they know that you can heal yourself and recover from anything, uh, and mm-hmm. so they'll weaken you so much and and weaken your men- and fatigue you mentally so much and bombard you with all this perception management that this is your inevitable. Inevitability, you know, that's yeah. like these death sentences these doctors get. Ah, yeah, six months, and then they're like, "Fuck you!" And they live for thirty-two and they believe years. It. That's like, yes. a man, that's like, you know, I, I think, you know, there's and certain cultures that don't tell elder, like if there's a cancer diagnosis, like the doctor would never would never say it to the I think patient. it's awesome because number just, one, you're going to scare the just, shit out yeah. of them. Number two, what can you do? You know, but be, go to a hospital, have chemo as, as your best shot. And of course, people are going to take that because they're clinging to life. And this is what's so fucked up is that they get it at such a deep fucking level. And you as a family member will do anything to keep your family member alive. And you will oh, stick God. around for your kids and even do anything. Even poisoning that, that yourself on, to death. That preys on the vulnerable too. Like this whole uh, micro market, not even micro, like a macro market of, like can, of, 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 of alternative cancer care. And in a way, it's like a, so much of it is snake oil salesman. I think because we're not even ever thinking about what cancer is properly. You know, right. I think that, and not that I know, I'm not a doctor, but I do think that it has so much more to do with what's going on up here yes. in our minds that manifests in the body. I like to say, this isn't my quote, but I love to repeat it because it's perfect. Dis-ease, a lack of ease, dis-ease in the mind manifests as disease, same word, disease in the body. It's like, oh, I love it. You know, and I think the cold and flu season is just a natural part that we, okay. When we get sick collectively, we call, oh, it's, it's contagious. Yes. But I like to see it as, you know, in, in the fall when all the trees 
drop their leaves, maybe one tree starts, one tree's a little early. That tree didn't give the other ones this falling off disease. It's just a natural part of a cycle of a living organism to have this like expression cycle. And I think the flu, if you think about a chimney, what is the flu? It's a way for this coal burning, heat burning machine, which is what we are. We're heat burning coal machines, <laughs> carbon based heat machines at a you know 98 point set. We're just constantly burning. Uh, we have an ex we have a flu. We have a, we have literally have a time where we expel our toxins. And I think that that is just a very natural Getting sick is, you know, if you don't ever get sick, that's great. But if you do get sick and you can bounce back, that's just a, a test and a proof that your immune system is doing exactly what it should. We shouldn't be like, oh, no, I'm sick. It's awful. But now if you can, if you're always sick, something's going on. Yeah. Something, something is going on. But I think that there's a reason that there's cold and flu season. There always has been. 100%. And then during the corona, the flu went away. Isn't that amazing? Zero, what, it six flu deaths, away. six of them. But the just same number, the same yes. number scaled up at a little bit higher of a percentage, I think because of the cytokine storm of people getting all the shit scared out of them. Uh, Numbers and you, game. The, that, and it exactly mirrored what it would it's have been. It's a boardwalk shell flu. game. You know, yes. it's like, oh, yeah. you know. 100%, <laughs> oh my dude. God. 100%. It's so silly. It's so fucking silly. <sighs> okay. Why do they do this? Why lock down? You know, why, why all that stuff? Like, I, I, I do think that ultimately we're not supposed to know how powerful we are. We're not supposed to know how powerful our energy and attention and the most precious resource on the planet, our, our, our focus, you know, our focused attention and energy. Uh, they call, you know, energy is measured, heat energy, which is what we produce, is measured in joules. Joules. Spelled differently, but it's still like a crown jewel. Like, a jewel like it's a precious resource yeah. a jewel a gem our energy do, do you think though because again if i scale this up and I, I don't disagree with you that there's levels to view this place and this what we're talking about about perception that's a whole thing about the show we just question you know we just want critical thinkers like uh, george carlin says in the intro here just a nation of critical thinkers let's go for it oh, I love and that, you do yeah. this by questioning your reality right and so whenever you look at this at, at, a, at that level of course there are these dualistic forces here and i think that this at a subscale here energetically if you want to say you're here to learn how to navigate duality and walk that middle path right and you're given the options mm -hmm. of these whirlpools of either perspective that you can go way far into the like sex cult and go crazy with all this love and stuff but probably not a good idea full time and then you can go crazy down the dark lizard turd path and you can get into some real shit storms but perhaps there's a middle balance and maybe that middle path is what we're here to kind of achieve and so whenever we say that like we experience something as shit and it and it sucks at a level like i'll zoom out one more because again i kind of look at this as a play had a guy named Pat oh, Mahan, yeah. another uh, dude you've got to have on your show. Pat Mahan, he runs a show called Like Attracts Like. I'll connect you. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, and uh, so he talks about this. And, you know, one way to view this world like the Matrix, these are, you know, Westworld, these analogies that we use to kind of say, okay, there's a thing here that if you look at it like it was real and you put yourself in those shoes, then maybe mm -hmm. this is what is going on here, perhaps. And one of the ideas is, is this idea that this is a play, you know, and even uh, there's some spiritual teachings that talk about this. And basically, it's a play to play out here, these dualistic forces, and that's what they are, so that your jewels or energy can be committed to something in either fashion. And you learn all the time 
time. And that's why, like you talked about earlier, time's not a real thing, perhaps in another place, but it is here, our perception of it rather, because time, you know, allows you the sense of uh, over duration is how you get change, right? And so Mm -hmm. when you mix this cocktail, in my mind, at a zoomed out level, of these dualistic forces where you're an entity that it's experiencing time so that you can add a rate of duration, experience change and growth, perhaps, then you're given these options. And that's like the car wash that you go through to experience that. Now, Mm -hmm. at that level, whenever you talk about these lizard turds and stuff like that, you know, Pat Mahan's quote was at the end of a play, you know, the hero and the villain go out and bow together. You know, they were in this together like the whole time into the matrix. What we talked about, about being it being a great analogy for folks is one of the scenes that I quote all the time in reference to this is the Mr. Smith part when he's with uh, Morpheus and he takes his earpiece out and he's got them all tied up and he's screaming at the dude. Hey, just give me the coast of fucking Zion so I can get out of here. I hate this place. So they're they want the same thing. It just seems like we're all motivated in in different ways. And so it manifests in different ways for our for us to be motivated in the ways we all independently need to uh, to get our shit together, take all of our shit, put it in a bag, get it together. And it has to be facilitated this way. And so that's why I see all these things ramping up and ramping up. And they're like, look, the elevator is going up and we're going through this grate that you are way too thick. You need to shed some shit before you squeeze through that thing or it's it's not going to happen. And they're just like punching you through this thing and it's violent it's you know you can look at this with cymatics as well going from one pattern to another it's very chaotic until that next single tone solidifies the pattern that's created it's yes yeah it's yeah exactly exactly so you get into this wild idea that they are here for our benefit and so it 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 then goes to this haunted house idea to where it's not dire it's not dangerous it's only what you manifest it to be and um i don't know i think it's wild and crazy and that this yeah, is a very interesting it. place. I love it. You know, I love the haunted house analogy as well. I came, I came to that, you know, when I was talking with Les Luther about, um, and he's a, he's a wonderful one to have on talk about expanding your reality uh, about the war. And he was actually in, you know, he went there, he went to see what was going on in, in Ukraine at the very beginning of the war. And it seems like a movie, it's a fact stage, seemed like a, a, a movie set. And at one of our, you know, communicate at one of our conversations, we kind of came to the same conclusion that war ultimately is essentially a haunted house that you don't realize it's a haunted house. There's, 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 you know, when, when we experience a haunted house, it's, it's fun and thrilling because we're aware that there's no true risk of death. But if that was removed, if that awareness and knowledge was removed, it would feel quite dire. And I think that that's what's happening essentially with, I have a theory about all war, all war, full stop, all war being seemingly quite harrowing, seemingly, but in reality being essentially a, 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 a battle stage. But the battlefield, the real battlefields up here in our mind always. Um, anyway, so we kind of got into it with that. So I can really, I can really comprehend that it's, it's perfect. And we all, we all can like, we all can visualize ourselves you know, what if you didn't know it was a haunted house? You'd be terrified at that guy with the chainsaw. Yeah. Even though you know it's a haunted house, some people piss Sometimes themselves. Sometimes you are. I mean, yeah. yes, that's a that's a very common theme. Even when we know, even when we know, yeah. I, I I just don't do them. I they 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 they, they uh, creep me out more than scare. It's a it's a it's a it's an ick factor for me. I don't I don't I don't oof, I don't like I th- that. I, don't. I think it's the smell. <laughs> All the adrenaline. <gasps> yeah, scared farts. You know what I mean? Ooh, it's the adrenaline has a smell. Yeah. It's 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 sour. It's, it's, 
it's metallic. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's like a, a locker it's like room. It's like a battery. Yeah, yeah, or a locker room. Have you do you play sports in school? Yeah, okay. I know the funk of a locker room. Yeah, it's, yep. it's that. It's that energy. <laughs> right? Nothing. Okay, girls' locker rooms are nothing like boys' locker rooms. Though there That's is, fair. I don't know what y'all beasts are made out of. Gross. Oh my Fucking god, disgusting. All kinds yeah. of dope shit, and it just ours it smell like cotton candy. They smell like lip gloss. They they smell like cupcake. You know, it's it, ours are we have, we 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 sparkle. We don't sweat, but uh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boys, you guys are nasty trash bags of blood. And we Strain. own the shit out of it. We love it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, one final question for you here. Your fridge back there, does the right door have a little uh, trigger on it that opens a secondary door to where the entire thing doesn't open up, but it just reveals the shelving there? Um, they both open open out. They both right. This. But is there yeah. a little trigger on the right door specifically? That yes. Will is, do I have, yes. Do I have the same fridge as you? We have the same fucking fridge right there. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. And on that synchronistic note, human vibration, this has been a fucking honor. Of course, you're going to come back a thousand million times and uh, we've got to get this you out. This is a great combo. Whoa. You talk about time flies. You know, we, I was like, we just, we just got going. <laughs> we're just, we just got started. <laughs> oh, how fun. I love it. How wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on, Brandon. Yeah, no worries. Stick around real quick. I got a quick question for you, but thank you so much. All the ways, of course, guys, find her at located down in the show notes make sure you check it out become part of the vibe tribe like i am uh it's just wonderful incredible young woman and incredible spirit here hanging out with us so thank you again hv we will have to do it again my pleasure thank you thank you so much just want to thank her uh, for coming over and hanging out. Uh, she's totally coming over for our barbecue later on. We're super excited that we just live down the street from her. Human Vibration and all the ways to find everything she does is going to be located down in the show notes. Make sure you'll check out her Instagram and Twitter and Patreon so that you can become part of the Vibe Tribe and kick ass and be the glitch in the matrix you want to see here. So thanks again, HV, for coming by. This was amazing, and we will definitely do it again. Uh, down in the show notes as well, guys, check out our resource links. You've got Food Forced Abundance. Get that freedom from fear on. Why are we still living in fear when you got Food Forced Abundance links down there? Go check that out. Uh, Opus, the organization for paranormal understanding and support there for all of your paranormal needs as well if you'd like to start your own podcast highly recommend you go with red circle that's who we partnered through there is a link down there that reads start your own podcast made as obvious as i could for you there and that's a wonderful way to get started also if you are ready to get started on expanding your life and launching into the next greatest grandest version of you check the link the manifestors guide dewey taylor has a special scholarship offer just for you the listener of this show and he will uh, also sweeten the deal if you type expanding reality all caps no spaces at checkout while you guys are down there in them show notes check out expandingrealitypodcast.com that is our mothership that's where everything's at that's how you link to all of the socials and that's how you get to the store and you can see the new shirts check out the damn new shirts lizard turds and of course thought ninja more on the way guys the store's totally changing just go give it a gander if nothing else and you can find all that on expandingrealitypodcast.com. Also, that is where you can sign up to become an expansive insider. And that is a wonderful way to support your favorite show. There's bonus content going on over there like crazy. We're having a good time. Like I said, a great way to participate in value exchange. Now, if you would like to, let's say, participate in value exchange because you understand at a level, at the level you're at now, that that is what is needed moving forward for all of us to break out of this nonsense matrix and to really create the reality that we want to see here, Click the link in the show notes titled Support the Mission, and that is a wonderful way to be a participatory agent of awesomeness in this matrix and really shatter all reality with just your simple gesture and attention for things to be better here. That's how you do it. 
All right, so go out into this incredibly cool place, guys, Matrix or not, whatever the fuck this thing is, and y'all pick up a piece of litter. Of course, be nice to everybody that you come across. Uh, buy somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal. Something super small goes a real long way. Uh, also, while you're just crushing it at life in general, get out of the fucking left-hand lane if you've got somebody behind you wanting to pass. I understand not everybody knows this, but we're here doing God's work, so get out of the left-hand lane. All right, uh, go out into this beautiful place beyond anything else, guys, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank y'all so much. See you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.